Hello, my name is Brandon Walton. My name is Brandon Garrett. My name is Sydney Garrett. Uh, and uh, the last part of my novel was basically just the conclusion of a bunch of conflicts, uh, whether that be internally or externally. Like, uh, a lot of things just get resolved. Uh, in this part of the novel, like, to begin, Layla is now forced to uh, give up her her uh, firstborn, so uh, her daughter, because she has, uh, she now has a, uh, she now has a second child, a, uh, a son, so she has to give away her daughter to a shelter, which will basically just feed her, feed her uh, daughter, and basically just take care of her. Uh, then, uh, she, she is allowed to, uh, to, like, go and visit, uh, her daughter and stuff at the shelter, but, uh, later Rashid doesn't really, uh, doesn't really like going back up there, so they kind of stop visiting her, which, uh, it's kind of, like, sets down the mood for Layla, uh, keeps getting her, uh, uptight, and then, uh, Becomes, oh yeah, and uh, now uh, something that was surprising is that uh, Tariq, uh, the Layla's like basically first lover, actually is now alive. Actually, like before he was basically assumed to be dead because his whole family was like basically shot down by like a stray rocket. And, but now, uh, he, uh, he's just a cripple and he has crutches and he walks, uh, and he visits Layla to basically catch up on some stuff and just like get to know old friends. And, uh, she tries, she tries to hide from Rashid cause Rashid, uh, like, uh, he knew that, uh, Layla had like, uh, her first lover and stuff like that. Uh, and he talks about like killing him. And that, like, it's a good thing he's already dead. But now that he's not dead, it kind of puts some risk on uh, on Tariq. So uh, later, uh, Rashid starts getting, like, suspicious of Layla because, like, she's been getting going out and stuff. And so she starts questioning, like, Miriam, uh, Layla's son, about, like, what's been going on. And later they like they confess to uh, Layla seeing Tariq, and he goes to Layla's room and goes to choke her out, and she he was almost he was he was about to kill her basically, but uh like right before she basically passed out, uh Miriam uh got behind uh, Rashid and got the sh got a shovel and hit him over back of the head and they have a brawl until Miriam kills Rashid. Uh so now uh now they're basically just trying to find a home and like trying to run away but uh later they they like uh find out that's like it's gonna be really hard to run away from their past and stuff like that when they find uh, a dead husband with two missing wives and that they're going to be able to find them. And in the, uh, just in the light of it, they actually find a note 
uh, that was actually sent a long time ago from Jaleel, Miriam's father, who basically kind of like apologizes for everything he's kind of done to her and like how selfish she was. And he kind of talks about how basically his whole family is almost dead. And he's like, he's not the rich man he was anymore. He's just like, he's kind of just regretful and he's like looking for forgiveness from Miriam. And uh, so that's kind of where it ends off. So, okay. Where they had the body? Uh, they hid it in the uh, in the like the shed, basically, where like all the tools and stuff was. How do you think Layla reacted when you said his name is Tariq came back? How do you yeah. think she reacted to that? Well, like whenever he first came back, she was like almost in shock. Like, oh my gosh, she's actually like alive. So I feel like uh, like once he found out he, uh, he was dead, she kind of just like. She tries to get over it. She has to move on. Yeah, she actually moved on. So I guess seeing him again kind of like brought back all those memories and stuff. Uh, and like, uh, I think later it kind of talks about just uh, the Middle East in general and how it is today and stuff like that. Okay. I think I think later uh, Layla and Miriam will hopefully move in with Jaleel. Uh, hopefully get that bond back together. But that's basically end end of the novel. Do you think that, or do you like the ending of the book? Do you like how it ended? Uh, I it was better. I couldn't think of it. Like think of a better one for myself for myself, but I feel like it could be a little bit better. Like like give some sort of conclusion and like some sort of relief. Because I feel like the whole book was basically just like, oh, they've been uh, just it tortured their whole lives and stuff like that, basically. And now when it seems like they finally like have a good step up in life, it's just like it's not really that much. It's like they're still running away from even being killed now. So, so do you think that it was a good idea for them well, to kill him? Well, I mean... Uh, in the uh, in the book, like uh, whenever Rashid was actually like choking Larry, uh, Layla out, uh, Miriam like saw the look in his eyes, and it's like it was basically the look of like he was he was trying to kill someone, like, and she felt like uh, he was gonna kill both of them, uh, and even if she didn't actually attack him, uh, and. He was probably just gonna take get the gun and shoot them both. So I feel like it was a good idea. Okay, did you have any emphasis throughout reading the book? Like, did you think that something oh, yeah. was gonna happen? I thought, I thought the whole book was like was gonna change direction once uh, Miriam and Layla left for the first time, and like they kind of tried to escape, but they ended up just going back straight back to where they were because they got caught and went straight back to. Uh, to uh, Rashid because they just basically dropped them off back at their house and they, they just got beat again. So I thought I thought it was gonna be basically like a, a finally an upbringing, like actually okay. something that wasn't moody. So like, did, did you find like the main idea, the theme of the book? Yeah, uh, it was basically just like the worst of the worst in the Middle East and how women are treated, and just like, just uh. Yeah, basically just like the worst of the Middle East. 
Um, why do you think Rashid acted like he did? Or like he does? I mean, he's dead, but like... Yeah. <laughs> I, think that, I think that was just like his belief system. Because uh, he's... Even whenever he like first met Miriam, he never really like cheated her well or like like really like cared about... I, I feel like even cared about her. Uh, I think that was just part of his belief system of like how... Like, basically, women are in his social class and how he thinks of it. So I think that was just his belief and his, like, very strict religion. Do you think he was, like, taught or, like, raised to abuse women? Or it was just because, or, like, he just had really bad anger issues? Uh, I think he was raised like that because a lot of, because the, the setting is what I'm guessing is in Saudi Arabia. Because that's where most of the really like violent, really extreme cases of like domestic abuse happens, and like, uh, like women not being a uh, like higher class. Uh, it's a uh, that's where most of it is centralized, and it's kind of hard for someone to uh to like think about that without having like someone else teach them that or. Uh, or like show them that i feel like sometimes they like maybe um they abuse like their significant other is because like as a child they got abused or some kind of like friendship or like maybe his parents like weren't as well his dad wasn't as you know supportive yeah and he abused maybe him and his mom so that's where he got it from maybe not that they taught it to him but like he wanted you know that's just how he thought to express his anger because that's how his dad expressed his anger yeah especially because of the uh like kind of like uh relating to even Miriam's father like seems like a lot of the uh father stuff in this in this like uh this area are like really uh they're like almost abandoned uh, or like uh, they don't really support them emotionally they just like basically just like they're the breadwinner that's about it okay did, like did you find like did, was it any real like life lessons that you learned in the book or was it just reading it? uh I don't know about life lessons I feel like most wait, of the- anything that you learned in the book don't abuse women. <laughs> Pretty much. Although, run away. They'll kill you, then run away. Uh, especially don't have two wives. Um, I guess it was just like maybe karma because a lot of it was just like kind of like with the uh, Jaleel situation with Miriam. Like he, he kind of bannered her and like didn't really uh, support her as well. So, and now, and now he's like longing for her, and with like Rashid, he beat he beat Miriam and Layla a lot, so he got so basically he got death yeah, he for got his punishment. So I yeah, I'm guessing yeah. Karma's a bitch. <laughs> okay, now we're talking about our book, the last part of our book, Blue Highways. So. He's talking about the Hudson River, the piers of Hoboken and Weehawken in Manhattan. <laughs> he tells an excerpt from a tourist in Europe named James Buckingham. He wrote an <clears throat> excerpt from a tourist. 
he wrote in 1838. He talks about the land in Vermont. He meets Raymond Bagley and his wife. He sat and talked with them for a while about their life and like what they used to do. Um, then he um, spent a day on Mount Tom. He also says a quote that I really like in this half of the book. He says, some men take their broken marriages to church basement, to the church basement workshops. I took mine to the highways and attempted to tuck it away for nearly 11,000 miles. After that, he um, visited some other states like New Hampshire, Maine, New Jersey, Maryland, and he ends, and then um, the book ends with him saying that he's on his last leg of the trip. And he stops at a gas station, and the gas station attendant asks him where he's going. He says, show me where you're going, because his license plate has um, the show me state on it, which is where he's from. So they, the gas attendant asked him where he was going, and he said, I'm from um, back where I was going. So, uh, do you think he's being like a little bit more like adventurous and stuff like that? Like, uh, he actually like realizes how much like uh, that he was like actually just in dread that he's like finally having fun. I feel like he's kind of happy, but like maybe like teeny bit sad that he's like on the last leg of his trip and like. He's about to go back home because he did meet so many people and like talk to them and get to know about their life. And he's probably never gonna see them again. So it's like Would you take a trip like that? Maybe just not to like the small towns. Yeah. Because like where he was is like small, secluded and you know, like not a lot of people. There's like a couple people but not a lot and they're like really small towns. Whereas if I was to do it, I probably would go to like bigger cities and like visit things. How long would you go if you took that trip? How long did he go? I guess I should ask that one first. Did it say how long? It was Right. Several years, friend. How long would you go if you went on a, a trip? If I went on a trip, it probably would be like over a couple years because I would like break it up. Yeah, I would like go to this set of places. Like he had like Northwest by West and like stuff. Well, West by Northwest and stuff like that. So I probably like split up in sections instead of just keep going constantly. So like I could spend a little bit more time in places and get to know the place. Whereas he would take like maybe a couple hours or like a day and then talk to the people get some food and keep keep it moving until it's time for him you know he wants to go to sleep what about you right now where would you how would you do it if you did this kind of, or would you do this kind of trip and if so how would you do it i think i would do this kind of trip because i mean like just exploring just like going to different places seeing the different cultures and how they live i would, it would be a couple of years too because I wouldn't want to just like just be traveling all the time and not going back home. Like I want to like stop at home for a while and then like go to a different place, like go to like a different country or something like that. Like I wouldn't, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You're done. Yeah. Okay. And then you, what do you think? Would you go on a trip like that, Brandon? Uh, yeah, I would. I would probably basically do the same thing that he would did, like kind of, yeah, make it to where it's like as fast as possible. Because I feel like if I stay in it for too long, I kind of just like want to stay there. Yeah. So just like right. try to keep it moving. Sorry to interrupt. You guys keep going. You're doing great. 
Okay. Brandon, what was the question that you just asked? Uh, like, do you think he's actually like being uh, like getting happy again, or like do you think he's still? I feel like he's not as sad because you know at the end he close to the end of the book he did address the part where he was trying to you know um cover up or tuck away his broken marriage which was one of the things that you know had made him upset too so it's like he i think he's kind of coming to terms with the things that happened when he left and he's coming to terms with it feeling like okay i can start over i can deal with this it you know it was in the past this happened but i can make something better out of it yeah you think you would stay in any of the places like uh if you could like live in there if you had a choice I I think like he would stay, but not for too long because, like we said before, like he might be just like a little homesick. So like he wouldn't want the place to grow on him where he wouldn't want to go back home or like after his trip was done. So, which place do you think you would want to stay? Uh, I don't really know because in all of the places he has something like he knew about the he knew about their <laughs> agricultural. Um, like stuff. He also knew about like, some of the historical stuff, like with the Native Americans, and he also, you know, he liked it almost not liked it. Like, he liked visiting and seeing different things while he was there, even though it's not like the big attractions that people mostly go see in those states. Or you know, he wasn't eating the foods that you know he's never tried before. It was more just he was just yeah he was just enjoying himself and doing it differently so i feel like he wouldn't stay in one place like or he wouldn't move there because you know he liked it but then at the same time there's like no place like home as that phrase is like if you, you've been there for so long that like when you finally move you kind of miss it or like you haven't been there like it took him several, several years like i'm pretty sure he's kind of missing home by now like he hasn't been there in seven years so uh, what do you think it's like his next step? Like, what do you think his next goal is? I think his next goal is to get his life back together, like such as, <laughs> such as like finding a new purpose. Because after all that exploring he's done, like I think that he's found well ha- have an idea of what like he likes to do. So I think that he wants to get like a new plan in life like start basically kind of like start over yeah i feel like he wants to like um kind of rebuild his life basically you know like he said he had a broken marriage he got fired from his job so i feel like he's trying to like rebuild himself back up and it's been several years now and i think he's thinking it's time you know to get back to what i want to do and what I can control because like obviously he can't control his wife or his ex-wife getting a new boyfriend or getting a new husband but he can control you know him his own actions right he can control his own actions and how he does things and I kind of think that's like the trip maybe showed him because in the trip like he controlled where he went he controlled who he talked to he controlled his own life like nothing really determined on anybody else but himself and whereas like at the beginning of the book you know he got fired because enrollment was declining enrollment was declining in his college that he was teaching at and you know 
can't obviously can't control his ex-wife. So it's like I feel like he felt like you know he needed to find a purpose and he needed control of his life, and I feel like that's what he thinks he has now. Yeah. Uh, is there anything like this in like uh, real life? Like, uh, do you see anyone else trying to attempt this? I don't know, but this is non-fiction, so he actually did it. Oh really? It's like based on a real thing. Mm-hmm. Oh wow. Like no, like he actually this this author actually did it. Oh that's weird. Okay, he actually has pictures of the people that he met in the book. Yeah. That's cool. There's like um. Oh yeah, the the pictures in from where they. Yeah, came. there's a picture and then it shows their name and um where they were from and I'm pretty sure he asked if he had permission to use it in his book. But like he has this one. Okay. And this one is of Alice Venable Middleton on Smith Island in Maryland. So, like, he just took pictures of, like, the people that he met and, like, talked to. And and then he, you know, wrote down their name and where they were from. So that, like, even though he probably won't see them again because some of them are older people, and, like, even though he probably won't see them again, he can still remember them. Yeah. And, and, like, what they look like and what they taught him. Yeah. Uh, Is there any, like, book you can compare this to? Or, like, any other book you can compare this to? Or is it kind of, like, unique? I think it's a pretty unique book because of how he wrote it and how, like, he styled the book, put the people pictures and names on it and everything. And, you know, how he's very, like, he's very descriptive in what he sees. So, like, he'll be talking and um, about the things that he sees and he'll be, like, very descriptive he'll describe every little thing down to like kind of the detail and he won't miss anything so i feel like it's different than most books also because most people haven't traveled the back roads of america (laughs) and like went to small towns and if i feel like if people did there probably are traveling books about people that did travel all around america all around the world but i feel like they didn't go to like the small back roads in the small towns that are <laughs> off of those back yeah. roads. They didn't and, have the same, like, yeah. ideology. Yeah, they didn't talk to the people that, you know, live where to most the people... Live where most people, like, forget about. Whereas they probably would go to, like, the big cities and talk to the people that, you know, live in big cities or have, like, a bigger, like, you know... Life. Yeah, big life. And whereas he went to the back roads, talked to people that had simple lives, and, like, they may not have had much, but they were happy and content with that. They weren't worried about, oh, I need this, I need that. Like, they were happy with what they had, so. Was he, like, at all, like, surprised at how much, like, uh, like the cultures and stuff that he found? Or, like, anything, like, that was, just, like, really weird? I feel like he was surprised at, like, some of the things that, like, the people used to do and what they now do, like, I remember one lady, she used to be a school teacher, and now she was selling, like, jellies and jams. So he was kind of surprised at that. And um, her husband used to be, I'm pretty sure it was, like, a mechanic. So it's like, he was surprised to see, like, what they used to do. And then as they got older, what they decided to do. So. Kind of still comparing himself. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, my vocab words were stuff like petrified, which is like to make rigid or hardened, uh, into notations, a, uh, it's like a pattern of like melody of like pitch changes, like basically referring to like music and like, uh, cause like, 
a lot of Arabic music is like it has a lot of changes in pitch and stuff like that. Uh, malice is like the desire to inflict like pain or suffering. Which I feel like uh, I feel like Rashid had a lot, and uh, magna magnanimous <laughs> uh, to be like generous or forgiving to like basically forgive people even though they did something bad like this is something that Layla had and also Jaleel had at the end of the uh, end of the book whenever he tried to uh, apologize to Mary okay um, two of our words is nostalgia yeah and that's like a sentimental longing or a wishful affection that's like if you remember like an old tv show that you used to watch when you were a little kid like that's nostalgia like you remember that or like um you were in a place and you know like you really like the atmosphere like it was like really calming and it was really pretty and like you kind of long for that you know it's like a sentimental longing longing where it's like you want to be back there like you kind of miss it but like it's never gonna be the same as it was like the first time yeah yeah and it's like you know, like those little certain smells and sights, all of that stuff. And another one is Bosky, and that's just like covered in, like covered by trees. Yeah. Yeah. Um, two other words that are um from our vocab from our book from our book um is helmsman. Which is a person who steers a ship or a boat, and serviti or serveti is a table napkin, and a helmsman is like the kind of I, the captain, but not the captain. It's like they steer the navigator. Yeah, they just steer. Yeah. So they navigate, but the captain says don't worry. So, and a serveti a table napkin is like one of those old fashioned table napkins that they used to use that we don't use anymore unless like, like a picnic. Fit. No, it's like a table napkin. Like um, don't you know like fancy places? Okay. Like they have put the, it like, kind of, yeah. Kind of. Oh, nice. 